Well, you guys are looking good. You feeling the heat in the heat of summer? <laughs> you guys having a good summer? I hope so. You're looking good. Through this series, 442 is for you. I've attempted to encourage every one of us to be more intentional in reaching out to our community and reaching out to others. Um, after this series ends, I still want you to take the 442 cards and continue to invite people. Listen, this is not just a series for a few weeks that we move on to something else. This should be a lifestyle for us, that we are continually reaching out to our community, sharing the love of Christ, making ourselves vulnerable, where there's, I'm not saying be foolish, but just, just share life, be real with people, and then to be able to share our story with other people, or a, share, a story that's relevant. Because I, I'm telling you guys, we have such a great opportunity to reach out to our community. There's... Uh, some people that go to church here, and they were telling us about, they went to like a family reunion, and everybody there was drinking and partying, and they were not, but it opened up a door. It opened up some opportunities for them to share the love of Christ and just begin to share life. It's not necessarily preaching a sermon at people. It's just sharing life because who among us doesn't have any challenges, and, and who will you talk to that doesn't have something going on in their life? We all need the Lord, and so it's a great opportunity where we can just naturally begin to share with people. When we're concerned, when we're authentic with people, and when we're genuinely concerned, it shows, and that's what people are looking for. They're looking for relationships that are authentic. And I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but let's, in, let's be intentional about building four relationships with those who don't know the Lord or don't have a church home. Be intentional about that because I promise you, God is bringing people across your path every week. And it's just a matter of being able to see that and slowing down and being deliberate and saying, wait, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop and take a few minutes to share and begin to build a relationship with this person. And then begin to share our story as the Lord opens up opportunities. I can't tell you the number of relationships that have developed in my life over time from just, just in our working relationship or, or whatever that may look like. It could be a sports activity or something like that. And that God will begin to connect you. And they begin to see a person that's real and authentic and that has a relationship with the Lord. And then he begins to open up doors for you to share your story or share some, someone else's story that's relevant to them. And then be prayerful that God will give you the opportunity to pray with two people this year, to lead them to the Lord. And then be prepared to do that. But if, if nothing else, just be praying for people. When I, I would tell you, I've told you before, when I'd be in the, in the lab at work and I would see a coworker walk by and I'd be running an experiment or doing something mundane or whatever, I would just begin to pray for them. See, God. Steve is really hurting. I know he needs you in his life. He, he understands religion, but he doesn't understand that, that relationship. God, would you open his heart? Pray for my boss. God, you know, I'm really struggling with my boss today. He's being a real knucklehead, but I pray that you would help me to submit to his authority. Lord, I pray for whoever. God places people in our path so that we can pray for them. So my... My sermon this morning is, Do You Care? This series is about us becoming committed followers of Christ, being equipped and then released to go make more disciples. But do you care? 
And I want to encourage you to continue to invite others to Life Fellowship. I know that many of you are reaching out. I know that you're reaching out to people in your communities and people that you work with. And thank you for that. Listen, we're about impacting lives, seeing lives touched and changed. And the primary reason that, uh, that people will visit a church is because someone like you takes the time to invite them. That's, that's how most people visit a church, is a personal invitation. So I want to encourage you to, to keep doing that. This morning, we're going to go to two passages of Scripture. Both of these are going to be very familiar to you. We're going to go to Matthew 28, 18 through 20. You guys should have this memorized by now. And then we're going to go to John 3, 16 and 17. And I've really been hammering on Matthew 28 because that's really, that's the Great Commission. And, and it's really the core scripture for this series. But let's read this together. Jesus came and told his disciples, I've been given what? All authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, what? Go and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then he goes on to say what? Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And so we have a direct command from Jesus himself to go and make disciples of all the nations. And the great news is that we don't have to do that on our own because he said, I leave that the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you. So we have the Holy Spirit indwelling within us. And I've shared story after story after story of how the Lord has prompted me to pick up the phone and call somebody, and it's just at the right time. Or someone has picked up the phone and called me, or, or I have run into somebody at, at, at the store. You know, you can't orchestrate these things sometimes, how God will open up a door and he will lead somebody across your path, either that you need what they have, that God is pouring through them, or they need something that, that God is speaking through your life to them about. And we have those opportunities all around us. I, shared, I want to share a few of the statistics that I've shared through the course of this series. And a part of that, there are 275,000 people in this area that are not connected to any church. They don't have a church home. They don't have a church family. They don't have a pastor they can call. They don't have anybody that they're connected to regarding Christ or a church home. 275,000 people. And I, I shared with you earlier in this series about how most churches in America experience the majority of their growth, 95 to 98% through transferred growth. It's just simply people moving from one church to another. So 2 to 5% of church growth is through converted growth, meaning that people are getting saved. In churches that's too small guys we need we're not impacting the world around us if if our church growth is just moving from one place to another that's not impacting the, the world that's not getting lost people saved two to five percent listen there are 275,000 people right here in our area that need to know the Lord we need to do better than two to five percent in reaching the lost and I shared with you the wonderful news that at Life Fellowship, God is blessing us tremendously. We're seeing 30 to 35% conversion growth. A third of our congregation are people that have either come to know the Lord or have rededicated their life to the, to the Lord. So that is amazing what God is doing through this church. That all churches would go from the 2 to 5% to the 30 to 35% conversion. That is amazing. 
Lord God, we thank you for that. And Father, I pray that we would have a greater fire and desire to reach out to our communities. You placed us here to impact the world. And God, you're doing that. And so, Father, we pray for greater, more, that we would be even more impactful. And we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing and what you're going to do. Father, we give you the praise and glory and honor for that. Thank you, Lord. So we live in a highly unchurched area. I know that God can change communities through people like us, people that are willing, people that will yield their lives. And that's why I believe God has placed us here in Kima, is to impact this community and the communities around us. And as you go out to your, your jobs during the week or wherever you go, whatever you do, God has given you a mission field to reach out to impact the world around us. So when we are faithful in the small things, God gives us more. Are you being faithful? I want you to, to consider some things. I'm not asking for an answer. I want you to just think about some things. Think about some of the people. I want you to stop and just think about two or three people that you work with right now or people in your neighborhood or people that uh, you interact with. What kind of impact are you making in their lives? When they think about you, what are the memories that they have? When they think about you, are they thinking about the Lord and what a witness you are? What kind of impact are you making in those lives? As we come to the end of the series, 442 is for you. I've talked about a number of different things to help us be more intentional and some tools to help us reach out. However, I have one point this morning. Normally I have three points. I have one point. And I think this point trumps all of those other suggestions. And, and my first point this morning is pray for God to give you a greater passion for others. When we have a greater passion and desire to reach out to others, it will happen. Because God begins to place a fire in us that we cannot contain. And I've shared with you guys that I pray that God will help me to love others like he loves us and them. And God is doing that. God has been working that in me. And I have such a love for you guys that is growing. It's a supernatural love that I have for people. That I know that God is doing that because given my own devices and propensity, I would not have that kind of love for people. <laughs> I know me. Hey, it's me. When I look in the mirror, hey, this is me. But God is doing something in my life and in my heart. And so I encourage you to pray that prayer. Pray that God will give you the kind of love for others that he has for them. And then watch and see how God begins to touch your heart and turn your heart toward others. It's amazing what God will do. And it's that kind of passion and love that Jesus had that turned the world upside down, that impacted the world. It's that kind of passion and love in us that will change our communities. Because when we pray for that and when God begins to do that work in our lives, it will just naturally flow out of us because we're so filled with the love of God that it will happen, that it will cause us to reach out. If we're not passionate about reaching others, we can become very complacent. I think that's one of the reasons that the church is only seeing 2 to 5% converted growth. In other words, reaching out because they're really complacent. They really don't have a fire 
and a desire to reach out. Because think of all the resources, all the millions of dollars that churches have, all the millions of people that are going through life that are not impacting the world around them. Wow, let's not miss those opportunities. And I, think, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about complacency and, and why people would, would be so complacent about reaching their communities. And I came up with some questions. And I thought, why should I care? Why do I care? Why should I take the effort to reach out to someone else? Why should I be inconvenienced by that? What difference does it make? Those, are the one, those people messed up their own lives. I don't have any responsibility for that. Why should I care? I have my own stuff going on. I have my own challenges. Well, let's look at John 3, 16 and 17. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone, everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God came in, in human form to earth. He stepped into a sin world, living among hurting, wounded people. He was scoffed at. He was beaten. He was tortured and killed by one of the most brutal, painful ways man could conceive and come up with to torture a person. And Jesus did this for one reason, for you and for me. And for those people that we think are unlovely, and those people that have made those bad decisions that we may not care about. But listen, Christ came to die for them. His love for you and me is beyond our sin. It's beyond us. And there's a whole world of people out there that need to know the love of Christ. Some of us need to be reminded week to week to week. I know because I talked to some of us. I realize that we need to be reminded that God's love is grace-based, not performance-based. Because I know we live in such a performance-based society that we all probably struggle with that on some level. But listen, God has come to bring us complete victory in every area of our life. And, and I think all of us are a work in progress. And so as we yield every area of our life to God, then He continues that work of completion in us, bringing us into the fullness of what we were created for. And being individuals. God has created us to be individuals. Not all look alike. And that's fine. That's wonderful. Because God has given each of us a sphere of influence that no one else has. Because of your personality and, and because of where you work and, and your thought processes and the way that you respond and, and the way that you joke around or the way that you're quiet or whatever that may be. And so God uses each and every one of us just as we are when we will yield our life to Him. God's love is available for everyone. All who will receive this free gift of God's love will be saved. All. Oh, it doesn't matter what we've done. It doesn't matter what they've done. It doesn't matter how long they've been a prostitute. It doesn't matter how long they've been on drugs. God can bring health and healing and wholeness to their lives. He can save them. That's where it begins by them having a, a, a new heart, by them understanding that there's hope through Christ. I've heard stories about people that have gotten caught up in prostitution and because of all the guilt and the shame and, and all of that stuff, it's caused them to stay there. 
and not only stay there, but to get involved in, in drugs and alcohol, just to soothe the pain and the wounds. Listen, guys, we live in a very wounded world. People are hurting. And it's the hope of Christ that is that little light in a dark cave that will help them and encourage them and strengthen them to take a step. And it may be you that God is using to take them by the hand, to reach out and take them and say, listen, let me help you. Let me show you who can help you. Let me lead you to the one that has the answers. Let me be there for you. And maybe they will begin to step out. Maybe they'll begin to trust you. Maybe they'll begin to trust someone to begin to step out. And then, you know, God can do amazing things if we will just step out. When we step out, there are benefits for all of eternity for being saved, of course. But there are benefits for now that we will walk in the fullness of life. That God will bring health and healing and wholeness to us. John 3.16 For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That is a strong word, guys. Everyone, everyone who believes in him will not perish but will have eternal life. And verse 17, God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. It's through Christ that the world is saved. The world needs a Savior. We need a Savior. Amen. Many people have a really difficult time believing this wonderful news and receiving God's abundant love for them. So when you, as you go out and you minister to people, you have to keep that in mind, that a lot of people really have a hard time understanding this concept. But the Lord uses us to demonstrate the kind of love that He has for us and others. So how are you responding to others when they treat you badly? How are you treating others? Are you treating others kindly? And as you talk with people, are you able to help them understand that God's love is complete and His grace is complete? Because there's a lot of people sitting in churches today that have heard this message over and over and over and over again. And they know that God's love is for everybody else, but they don't believe it's for them. How tragic. Because we can never walk in the fullness of God if we don't understand that basic concept. That God really loves us. And God is using you. God is using us. God is using me to touch a lost and dying world around us. And he has great plans for us. He has a great plan for you to minister to those people that are lost. Listen, don't miss those opportunities Pray that God will give you a greater passion for others. Pray that prayer. Say, Lord God, I pray that you would give me a passion and a fire and a desire for people that I don't have, God, that I would have the kind of love for them that you have for them. God, change my heart. Change my perspective. Help me to get over me and my selfishness, Lord God, and help me to be intentional in reaching out to those around me, those that you're placing in my path, God. Because it's life-giving, life-changing. It's eternal life for them, God. So, Father, give me that kind of fire and love for people. 
And so as we go to our, our workplaces, as we go to the store, we need to be present and be prepared to pray with other people. I, I've prayed for, I can't tell you how many people I've prayed for, hundreds of people. And of all those hundreds of people, there have been two people that have declined. And I don't know percentage-wise what that would be, but it would be very, very small. As we see the opportunity to pray for one another, I learned this from a youth pastor. When Christine and I first were growing in the Lord, we were helping out uh, at a church, and, and we were already married, and so we weren't youth, but we were working with the, the youth pastor at a church, and, and there were about... 10 or 15 youth workers there, and we were involved in that. And he was such a great mentor. He taught us so many things. And one of the things that he taught us was when you have the opportunity to pray for someone, pray for them right then. If someone says, well, would you pray for me? Stop and pray for them right, right then. Because it does two things. One, you're, you're praying for them, so that's a good thing. It will remind you to pray for them. And there's something that happens as we just begin to pray for one another. Christine and I were at a restaurant this past weekend, and we were just having some downtime, having a nice meal together. And the waitress came over, and the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. And, and I, I didn't know what was going on with her, but she came up one time, and I said, Excuse me, I don't mean to be personal and get in, pry into your personal life, but I really have a burden to pray for you. Is there anything that I can pray with you about? And she said, well, no. And then she said, well, you know, there is one thing. She said, I, I've noticed that uh, I, I have a lymph node in my groin area that's swelling. And she said, I've gone online and I'm all freaked out because they're saying it's cancer and it's all this stuff. And she said, I'm, I, I, I'm a little upset about that. And so Christine said, well, we'll pray with you before we leave. And she said, okay. So she went on about her business, and, and we finished our meal, and then she came over, and, and Christine just said, Liz, would you kneel down as if you're talking to us and let us pray for you? And she said, sure. So she just kind of knelt by the table, and, and we prayed for her. We didn't pray this long you know, a loud prayer. It was just a, a nice little prayer. God, would you touch her? Would you bring peace to her? Would you heal? And it was exactly what she needed. Nobody in the restaurant knew what was going on. You don't have to make a big deal about something. Just pray for people. And I'm believing that God is going to heal her. I know that I could just see something happening in her physical countenance as we got through praying. I know that she just felt more peace and she thanked us. And will she ever come to Life Fellowship? I don't know. But I believe that God will heal her. And I believe that God sent her across our path or us across her path for that particular reason. And so we never know how God is going to use us. That may stir something in her heart that say, you know what? I used to have a relationship with the Lord, and I've walked away from that. That may get her to thinking, or God may supernaturally heal her. I pray that he does. And then she'll begin to think, wow, there's something to this whole Jesus thing. And so we need to be present and prepared to pray. Don't be afraid to pray with people. Sometimes we have to be sensitive, okay, to our environment. But as I've shared with you before, there have been multitudes of people that I prayed for in my office. I led my boss to the Lord one day. 
she came in and she was all distraught. And I said, Karen, are you okay? And she's like, well, you know, I've got this going on. And so we went into her office and, and I talked to her for a little while. And I said, it sounds like you, you just want to rededicate your life to the Lord. And she said, you know, I think that's right. And I said, well, you want to do that? And she said, yeah. I said, well, let's do it right now. So I, I led her in a prayer of salvation right there. Come on. Listen, guys, you have the same opportunities if you will be mindful and be looking for those and be sensitive, but also step out and say, listen, let me pray with you. We're, we have probably over 500 of these cards. So I want you to, when you run out through the rest of the year, we're going to be talking about this throughout this year. If you run out of cards, take some more. But really, let's be more mindful. Let's be determined to reach out to the people around us and hand those out. I mean, we have like 500 of them left, I think. The purpose of those cards are to remind us to be intentional in reaching out to others and changing the world around us. So we have five and a half months to make four new relationships. Some of you have probably already done that. That's good. You could do that in a week. Some of you like to talk, like me. So make four new relationships. Share your personal story or a story with four people and pray for two people. Now, come on, I know you can do that. So I want you to stay on task there. Will you reach those that God places in your path? It's a choice that you make. Pray that God will give you a heart of love and compassion for others. And then continue to invite people to come to Life Fellowship. We have Bible study on Wednesday night. It's really awesome. We have Sunday morning services. and there are, A lot of you are serving on teams and building relationships. And so it's a wonderful thing. And I want to encourage you to continue to reach out to your communities. I'd like for you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Is there anybody here this morning that maybe you've walked away from the Lord or maybe you had a relationship with Him at one point in time, but that's gone by the wayside, or maybe you've never had a relationship with the Lord. And God is speaking to your heart this morning. He's tugging on your heart. Listen, there's no shame in that. The shame would be to walk out of this building and not receive what He has for you. God's grace is abundant. Would you be bold enough to slip up your hand if that's you this morning? God loves you. He wants to touch your life change you. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity to share your love, to be immersed in your love, to feel your presence. I thank you for the opportunity that you give us to make a difference in this world around us, to reach out to those that are hurting. I thank you that we can yield our lives to you, God, for those areas in our own life where we're hurting or we have things going on and we can yield those areas to you. And you begin to gently wash and bring health and healing and wholeness to us, God. Father, I pray for every marriage that's represented here at Life Fellowship. I pray for every family. I pray for every person. I pray, Father, that you would give us individually and collectively a greater love for people in general, a greater love for those people in the community, those people that we work with, maybe those family members that have, have really hurt us, maybe those family members that are lost. God, each of us have different situations, but all of us need you, and it's Christ working through us that this world can be changed. And so, Father, I pray that you would give us a greater desire and passion, one for you 
and secondly, for those whom you bring across our path. And so we pray all these things with expectation in Jesus' name. If you're here this morning and you have some challenges and you'd like someone to pray with you, the prayer team will be up here. And in in closing, look for the opportunities to share your love and to share the love of God with those whom God places in in your path. Because it may be that God is using you to bring that person into a relationship with the Lord. You may be that person that's at the right place at the right time that God uses. So be looking for those opportunities. I love you so much. Thank you so very much for joining us this morning, and we look forward to seeing you Wednesday and next Sunday. Go out and live it. Make a difference in your world. The prayer team will be up here. Thank you. You're dismissed.